Welcome to Vibe Talk Awaken. I'm your host, Vibe Queen. On the show, we will get to know artists, entrepreneurs, and coaches living life in their truth after experiencing an awakening. We'll talk about their journey, wisdom, and any tools they've learned along their path. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Vibe Talk Awaken. I'm super excited to have this week's guest, Vanessa Wilson. Before we get into the episode, as always, if you are looking to build a podcast yourself and you want to have someone help you from start to launch, you can shoot me an email over at info at vibequeenmusic.com, and you can see if myself and my team can help you launch a podcast to connect with your audience. But without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce Vanessa Wilson. She is an embodied coach. She empowers creatives to own their gifts and not feel burdened by them through self-responsibility and confidence to embody freedom. Welcome, Vanessa. How are you feeling? Thank you so much. I'm feeling amazing, empowered, beautiful, all of the good things. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so I know we connected through social media. I was watching your stories one night and I just absolutely loved your energy and your vibe and you're super positive. Can you share with everyone just uh, your spiritual awakening journey and what kind of got you on this path? Sure. I appreciate that. So my journey actually began with veganism. Hence, you know, everything that I talk about, everything that my ins my Instagram embodies. Hence the reason why I started a vegan meal prep service called the Veganese. About six years ago, I was graduating college actually, and I had already launched my weight loss journey, right? I was already eating healthier, eating more greens and more fruits and limiting a lot of the fast food and the soda and things like that. And I had lost a lot of weight, but I wasn't vegan necessarily. And I started doing increased research. I started to cleanse my social media platforms of how you follow toxic pages and, and things of that nature. I started to cleanse the things and the people I was subscribing to. And what that did was literally just, I usually say that I cleansed my physical vessel and that allowed the cosmic energy to really just come to me effortlessly. And that's how it started. So back in 2014, I decided that I was going to be vegan and never look back. And that's literally what happened. So upon that vegan journey, I was afforded all of this spiritual awakening. I was looking at the world around us and wow, this is what they're doing. Okay, this is what this <laughs> is. And I just was just awakened to a lot of the things. Smoke and mirrors disappeared and I started to retreat inward on that journey. And that just opened up a new world for me. So it was really your eating habits and cleansing your body that prompted you to have an awakening. Absolutely. Very interesting. So what was the first thing that you noticed that really shook you, that surprised you, that you didn't notice when you didn't have a vegan diet? It was the, I remember this one sticks out. So back then in 2014, the guy I was dating at the time, we would share different posts on Instagram and social media. And one of the things that came through, I don't remember who sent it, but the post was like, yeah, they, they spray the meats with carbon monoxide in order to preserve the coloring so that it'll make it more attractive to the consumer. So I remember going in my freezer and I had a bag of tilapia and I saw ingredients and I read the ingredients. It said ingredients, tilapia and carbon monoxide. And with the not, the newfound knowledge and all of the, the information that I was consuming at the time, I don't know, something happened when it really just shook me up and mm -hmm. I was just disgusted. I was like, oh my God, I'm like actively consuming harmful chemicals. So I like cleanse my entire freezer. I cleanse my fridge and like I started on the process, but that was one of the things that really shook me up on a physical level. And then I had a cognition. I was like, no one is forcing me to walk into McDonald's. No one is forcing me right. to go into the local pizzeria or Burger King or any of these joints. It's no one is making me do it. I have power over what I eat, what I buy and what I consume on every level. So it pretty much empowered me to take control, take back control of my life. And that was, it was a new world after that. 
Wow, that's pretty empowering. So can you share with us, like, how did you go about that as far as like supplementing? Did you hire a coach or did you just go cold turkey with vegan? Because I know there's like different levels, pescatarian and becoming a vegetarian. So what was that like for you? Yeah, so I pretty much did go cold turkey. Again, I at the time I was consuming a lot of information. I was watching a lot of documentaries. It was like so much in a condensed time that I had no choice but to awaken, so to speak. And I had mentioned that the, the guy I was with at the time, we made this decision together. I think he hit me up and he was like, yeah, you want to go vegan? And I was like, yeah. And what made it easy is that I had a partner. So I don't know if it would have been the same if it was like a solo journey initially, but I did have a partner. We would cook together. We would find all of these different vegan and plant-based restaurants around the city and make date nights out of it. And it, and it made it easy to have that transition, but it pretty much was cold turkey. And the main thing that I tell people about that is it was like right now in 2020 or even 2019 and 2018 it's been a fad veganism right you know, now, right. now we have fast food restaurants an identity in white castle that have vegan options but it takes away from the integrity of why you're actually embarking on this journey so for us back then it was a real decision it was a real empowered decision from a place of health consciousness it wasn't because everyone around us was doing it or it was the cool thing to do so that has a lot to do with the sustainability behind how you're going to continue on the journey so for us and for me i'll speak for myself because i'm not with that that person anymore but for me um it was definitely the education mm -hmm. behind the decision and that empowered me to keep moving forward I'm excited and felt like I could be vulnerable with you. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. Because one thing I want to do with this podcast is I don't want to just have guests on the show that share my views. Because I feel like that would be a very boring show. Because then we're just going to be like in agreement with each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's just egging each other on. Yeah, I agree with you. You agree with me. And let's just, that's an echo chamber. And so something I'm really passionate about with this podcast is to bring people on that I may not necessarily share the same lifestyle. And something I love that you brought up is that it's become a trend. And that's something I'm seeing in spirituality, especially that a lot of these things, meditation and veganism, it becomes almost a label, which can, you know, totally put you back into ego, which is the last thing you want to do when you're awakening is you want to detach from the ego. So this whole, I'm a yogi now, I'm a vegan now, it's, you're negating everything. I love the fact that you came to this journey for health conscious reasons and not because you are now spiritual. So now you must become vegan. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I became awakened for lack of better words, I very much felt like that was the next step in my journey. And so I became vegan really because I felt that's what you're supposed to do. And I fell into that trap. And so I tried out being vegan for a couple of months and I have epilepsy. And so with my body, it just, I had more seizures and it was not working for me. And so I was very frustrated. And so I'm like, okay, going back and forth and it wasn't working for me. And so as of now, I'm not vegan. And it was frustrating for me because I'm like, this is what I'm trying to do. And so I'm in a place now where I'm like, perhaps where I was coming from with becoming vegan, it was all in my ego. And okay, this is now a label. This is now who I need to become versus what is my intention behind it? I'm very much still in my journey as we all are. And so that's why I love having different guests on the show that share different viewpoints from me. And yeah, I appreciate you, you sharing that, that point of view. So what advice would you have for those that are maybe considering becoming vegan or they're just not sure, they're maybe dealing with health issues? What is your point of view on that as a professional? Yeah. First of all, I, I love and appreciate your vulnerability and honesty with sharing that. That I know that takes a lot because as we both just expressed, it is like the common thing, like vegan is right, health and wellness, but everyone has their individual journey and their individual experience. So there's no right or wrong. But my advice to someone who wants to embark on the vegan journey, is that the question? Yeah, or they're just considering it. Because yeah. sometimes I feel like I had a friend who became vegan years ago and they became very pushy with it. And yeah. so when we would hang out, it was like oh, very judgmental. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe you're putting that into your body. Yeah. And it just became, why well, don't you want to hang out with you? If you're going to make me feel bad. I know they came from a good place and the intention was love, 
but it's just I was not in the in a mindset to want to become vegan. Sometimes when we push our values and views as much as we want to convince others of, don't you just want to wake up? And that's with anything in life, not just veganism. Don't you see the truth? The more we push, the more we literally push people away. Push away. Yeah. yeah, we're all here on our own journey. And what I've come to the conclusion of is that we're all right. Everybody's right in their truth. And sometimes you have to let people just go through their shit and come to it in their own time. So I guess my question to you is if someone's listening and they're, I don't know if vegan is right for me and my body, but maybe I'm curious about it. How would they go about it safely? Yeah, definitely research. Now in, in 2020 and modern times, like we're in the age of information. So much so that we're drowned in information. Yeah. There's everywhere you, it's overwhelming, right? Like even for me personally, I'll be vulnerable and say that I've been turned away from research because it's just too much. Everywhere you turn, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a study. Everyone has an yeah. article. There's just so much information and you get drowned out. It, it needs to be first and foremost before anything. It needs to be an inward decision. You need to decide, okay, that you're going to go vegan or not that you're going to go vegan, but like you want veganism. And what I alluded to before, it has a lot to do with the information and the reason why you're doing this. So for, I can only speak to my journey. Like I said earlier, early on, you know, in my vegan journey, it was the bulk of the research and like the chemicals that we're consuming and the effects of these chemicals and what they're actually doing on a physio on a physiological level right to our bodies and how they interact with our natural our natural makeup our natural chemical composition and i realized how this was affecting my life i wanted to be empowered to make these informed decisions so that if you're coming from a place like that i don't feel i feel like you'll be empowered to do the things that you feel like is is best for you and i'll also say now six years into my personal vegan journey i realized like i was that pushy person at first <laughs> how can you not be i'm not gonna lie i tell people all the time i was definitely that person and it turned away a lot of people and at first i was like why i'm just right. trying to help you i'm just trying to help you but right. no that's not how you go about helping people first of all you help people through example you show them that, yo, like, this is what I'm doing. I'm still breathing. Because people would be like, how do you live? Oh, my God, what do you eat? <laughs> You're like, going to become oh, this big. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to lose, lose my curve. Weight. How do you gain weight? And I'm like, look at me. I'm still nice and meaty and juicy. Like, but I could I consume plants and, and vegetables and fruits. So you can do it, too. I've learned it takes time. And it takes you just being on the journey for yourself, for these cognitions to just, like, Un unravel for mm -hmm. you personally, but it has to be a personal journey. And for those of you who are listening and you want to embark on ve on a vegan journey and you are doing it for the right reasons for yourself, you're not doing it necessarily because it's a fad or whatever. I would say, first of all, continue to educate yourself, watch all the documentaries that are, there's so much information. Just tap into the statistics and the reasons why it's actually beneficial to consume plants and vegetables vegetables and fruits. But another thing I'll say is you don't have to go cold turkey. It's probably harmful right. to do it that way. You don't have to go cold turkey. You don't have yeah, to Yeah, that's what it. I did. Yeah, it's it, you know, and you end up you end up relapsing that way. So in my advice I went cold turkey, but my advice would be to ease yourself into the journey and you want to focus on just consuming more greens more vegetables, more seeded fruits, more herbs, more roots, you're right. You, so if you still want to have your steak at nighttime, okay, go ahead. Like I don't endorse it. That's not what I do, but if that's where you are, you are on your journey, you have to respect that. Right. So as long as you're eating that steak at night, but you had a salad for lunchtime or you broke your fast in the morning time with a watermelon or like fresh juice or sea moss or something like that and you're counteracting what you're doing but the the object is to progress and to ease yourself off of the the meats and the animal products i think you have a that's a very smart approach uh because you're going to have a lot more people that are going to be receptive to your message 
-hmm. And so I think that's really cool. Something that I wanted to talk about is that you have a YouTube video. You felt you needed to fit into society when you were growing up and that you were like, you had to fit into this mold. And maybe a lot of people that were watching that YouTube video may feel the same. And you had this epiphany that you don't need to fit in. You can just be you. And that you felt that through your coaching, people don't have to become you, but they can be inspired. So can you just touch on how people don't need to fit into this box and perhaps the same way with spirituality, because sometimes we can awaken and we awaken to the fact that, okay, I don't need to fit into the corporate box. For example, I don't need to fit into the nine to five grind grind box, but then we put ourselves into another box right? right? of like, all right, now I need to do X, Y, and Z. So people want to hire me as a coach. Oh, I don't have credentials. Who am I to give people advice? Who am I to make YouTube videos? Oh, I don't have enough followers. So we put ourselves in another box. Can you share with us how we just get out of that and, and maybe what you've done? I love that. That is it right there. I love all of that. So yeah. So for me, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the way I am. And sometimes that feels like a cop out, right? Like I've always been that way. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm good. You know what I mean? Well, I genuinely feel that way. Like my entire life, I've never subscribed to the general consensus. And all it's, I'm not going to lie. It's been harder. There's sometimes like I felt pressure. I felt peer pressure to you know, walk a certain way or do a certain thing and engage in certain activities because my peers were doing so. But as I got older, I was like, listen, nobody's living my life for me. It's my life. It's my life. Like, and that's just something I've always resonated with. And I just took with me. And I think that is that mindset is responsible for a lot of my wins in life for the, for the way that I can just walk effortlessly in such confidence is because we have to understand or everyone listening to this on an individual level needs to really take this in that your superpower is you being able to be you. There is not, even if you're a twin, there is no mm. one on this earth that has what you have, that looks the way you do, that, that, that is in your head. That's only you, that's your universe. And I think we take that for granted. I really do. I think that we need to just wake up one day and really just be like, no one else is thinking like me. No one else can do the things I do. Like, it's my job. It's my duty. It's my responsibility to walk in my light or just be myself because no one else can be me. And so that's what I tap into. That's literally my lifestyle. So I don't know how to teach that per se, or I don't know what other like juicy, I think that's the mindset right there. No one is you, your superpower is you. So like you can't do you wrong, right? No one can check you on you. Uh, you can't do you wrong. You can't do you wrong right? unless you decide that it's wrong. And even if you decide that it's wrong, guess what? You have the power to make it right. So once we start to realize and recognize that like we are empowered to make our own decisions, to walk our own path, whether or not society subscribes to it, F all of that. Like we have to start living for ourselves. And a lot of us are living for society standards, mm -hmm. our parents' standards. The expectation is very harmful, especially I, I don't have any children right now, but I know a lot of my parents who do have children. So we're literally teaching the next generation the same shit, excuse my language that our parents and our grandparents. And so the object is to rewrite and, and break down a lot of these generational curses. So if we're gonna do that, we have to be courageous enough to be ourselves. So to, to reel it back into the question that you originally asked, a lot of this journey, whether it's your spiritual, it's mainly your spiritual awakening. It has to do with you and you have to have the courage and the willpower to walk your own journey and be in your own light, no matter what the hell anyone else is saying. I love that. Something I just want to drive home. Sometimes people may feel like, wow, you and I, for example, are doing it very publicly. I'm a creative and it's just, it's in my nature to be on stage. I love performing. That's just who I am. And in, in a way that's just my comfort zone is to be uncomfortable. 
if that makes sense. And me being vulnerable, even on this podcast, sharing a lot of my epiphanies in real time. Like I know you and I just met. I don't know you that well. And I hope to continue to get to know you because I think Mm -hmm. your energy is really dope. But like a lot of what I've shared on my page, people have seen my growth very much in real time. And so if you're listening to this, oh, I can't put myself out there like that. And I can't be vulnerable like that. That's okay. You can be vulnerable like that just with yourself. I think sometimes we are not even honest with ourselves. Yeah. We literally bullshit ourselves. And so when we're alone with ourselves, we numb ourselves because I know that's what I did. I would drink, I would binge on Netflix, I would just do dumb stuff just to not be alone with myself. Mm. And so the cure of not feeling lonely because lonely all loneliness means is that you are not happy being alone with yourself. And so if you are good with yourself and you're able to sit with your thoughts, loneliness won't occur because loneliness means you're craving outside stimuli because you can't be alone with yourself. Mm -hmm. When you can get to a place and you recognize that this feeling of lonely, anytime you feel triggered, it's just an alarm. It's just a guide Mm -hmm. where you can pinpoint, okay, I need to do some more work. Why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. So that's what I encourage people to look at. Whenever you feel a negative emotion, look at it as why am I feeling this way instead of sulking in it and sitting in it. Yes. I love that. That is such great advice. That's something that I've learned too. And it's increased like literally within the past six months. I've done a lot of escapism because there's that concept of fight or flight Mm -hmm. and it dates way back to our childhood and like at that first moment of danger what did you do did you fight it did you try to battle it or did you run away so for me personally I'll be vulnerable and say that I've always been a runner I've always been flight get me out of here oh that's something that makes me scared let me run and so it 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 follows you into adulthood and Maybe not in a physical sense, but spiritually and energetically, we still do a lot of the things that we learned in our childhoods just to bring it full circle. Sitting with yourself, I love that, is so important. So just over the, like the eclipse was so powerful for me. The solstice coming in, this new energy, the 21st, like all of that has been like very extra awakening for me. Mm -hmm. It's just to really sit with my emotions and cry. If you need to cry, if you feel an emotion, society makes us feel like we need to numb ourselves. We need to run away. We need to engage in some outside stimuli. And that's not the... Right. And especially for men too. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's so, it's awful. It's awful because it's... It's not not at all. It's not at all. And it's it's so unfortunate. I feel like I can do a whole episode on just that and the effects it's had on men because it's, it's made men very soft. And the thing is, and this goes with masculine and feminine energy as well. And this has nothing to do with gender, by the way, because we all contain masculine and feminine energy, regardless of orientation has nothing to do with it. But the thing is, especially with women and, and from my own experience is that when women don't feel safe, they lean more into their masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And I know that's been the case for me because I feel like I have to make up the lack. And yeah. so it's just, it's very interesting. Very interesting. So I love that you are aware of that and the whole sitting in your feelings. And a lot of people lack that awareness. And so for me, what's really helped me is meditation. Have there been any tools in uh, particular that have helped you with this awareness journey? I know you've pretty much been very aware probably longer than I have, but are there any other tools that you can share that have really helped you with this awareness and being present? I definitely agree with meditation. I think we sleep on meditation. Even those of us who are aware and have been aware for some time, I think meditation just needs to be like number one on the board as far as like daily practices. Another thing that has helped me in my journey is affirmations. That's a very easy way to, I call it rewriting the narrative. We, yeah, we are computers. We are exactly computers. So all of these smartphones, the iPads, the AirPods, the smart TVs, all of that shit is modeled after us. We have the ultimate technology, even your camera, your eyes are cameras. Okay. Like your car. Yeah. Your car drives and it's been modeled after your innate physiology. I say all of that to say you have to tap into you, your body 
the the mechanisms the systems that makes up our physical body is phenomenal and so it's so beautiful but we are so removed from that and it's crazy because we live in our bodies right we're but we're paying attention to everything outside of us so affirmations is a surefire way to get into your own brain and intentionally rewrite all of the nonsense <laughs> let's call it what it is that we have been spoon fed for 20 30 40 years all of the indoctrination like this shit doesn't happen by mistake like it's a plan to get into your child's head by the age of six eight nine yes. rewrite that child into adulthood so that they reach a, a point where they're just subconsciously acting in the way that they don't even freaking understand they don't even know we don't know why we do a lot of the shit that we do but it's been programmed in us so our job now that we're conscious adults is to take full responsibility and control of our lives and a great way to do that is through affirmations so if those of you listening who may not be familiar with affirmations they're just statements some common affirmation that a lot of us tell ourselves i'm not a morning person right i'm not a morning person oh my god i hate them oh my god it's monday you tell yourself that, you tell your peers that, you, you say it in conversations, and what you're doing is writing it into your reality wow. intentionally. You just totally pinned me. Time, yeah. And that's just a little example. So imagine the things that we tell ourselves over and over again that we're not even aware of, but when we tell ourselves it's so powerful, we're literally rewriting our mm -hmm. reality. So the main thing to do is just be aware of it not to beat yourself up but be aware of it and then rewrite it so you say i am a morning person or i love the mornings i love the opportunity of waking up and and having the freedom to to do things with my day i'm grateful to be vital and have physical energy and physical vitality to do and you just you have fun with it but you create your life with your words first and foremost i love that I'm implementing that right away. I use affirmations here and there, but I never considered the mm -hmm. passive language. Like the law of attraction, it's always working, not just when we decide to implement it. It's always working. So I love that. Speaking of mornings, do you have a morning routine or something that you do to get your day started that you can share with us? I absolutely do. So affirmations is definitely number one, literally. Wake up. Now, right now, I wake up pretty early. Like I'm a full-time entrepreneur, so I can decide that today I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I can decide today I'm waking up at 5 a.m. and I'm doing all of these things. I can decide to do whatever with my time. And every single day I have a, a an alarm that wakes me up at 6 or 6.30. And as soon as I wake up, before I even open my eyes, as soon as I'm aware that I'm awake, I literally say in my head, I am grateful. Wow. Literally. And it's not, it's a practice, right? It's a practice, but that's something that is set in stone right now. I say I'm grateful. And then I say I am love. And then I start, you wow. know, from there, the ball is rolling. All of the positive words and the positive images are coming and I'm rewriting my day. And once I have that set and I feel good, oh, another thing is I smile intentionally smile so like i'm in my bed it's dark i just woke up at six o'clock i shut off my alarm clock and i smile and what this does is it literally releases chemicals that make you feel good right endorphins that make you happy and i'm a firm believer in that setting those first few minutes of your day can highly impact or positively impact the rest of your day. So that's what I focus on as soon as I wake up. And that's only like the first three minutes. And then it's not super structured because every day is different. You have different things that you may want to get into, different thoughts that come in, but it's a good starting point. After I do those affirmations and after I smile, I read my goals. I have them on my bed or beside my bed. So I read my goals just to get them burnt into my subconscious. And then I go outside. I have a balcony where I live, but so that makes it wonderful for me. But anyone else, you go outside and you sun gaze. So I wait for um, the sunrise and I spend about 
15 to 20 minutes, just looking at the sun, receiving all that cosmic energy, receiving all of the abundance and the all everything, whatever messages I hear, I receive it. And I also affirm what I want to do and how I want to feel for that day. After that, I read about 20 to 30 minutes. If it goes on longer, great, but for a minimum of 20 to 30 minutes, then I journal. I have some tea, some herbal tea with lime, my sea moss, my water, and I start to get my physical regimen into that routine. And then if you do that every day, if you do that every day, the, the habits will follow. You'll feel great. You'll know what to do. And that's why going back to what you said about my YouTube video, that was one of the things I want people to not idolize me because let's, let me not flatter myself, but for lack of a better term, like it's easy to be famous, right? Honestly, given social media, given a lot of the beautiful talents that we have and the way that we're able to showcase them through social media, it's easy for any talented, beautiful person to get on social media and be like, hey, I'm good at this, subscribe to this, buy this from me, I'm doing this, right? And people, you know, flock to what they see. And I want to be, I don't want to be a celebrity, not by those standards of being famous so that people, so that I can profit from it. I want to invoke that beauty and that, that empowerment in that person. True healers heal by teaching other people to heal themselves. So I'm not going to heal. I'm going to show you how to heal yourself because I'm showing you how I heal myself. So I don't want you to uh, put me on a pedestal or think that I'm greater than you or anything like that. We're here. I go through it too. That's why I'm so vulnerable and transparent in everything that I talk about because I want people to know and understand that I'm just like you. I'm just probably making different decisions. So that morning routine is a vital, it's a vital piece into creating that for yourself. You'll get the cosmic alignment. You'll get the ancient information that our ancestors have left here for us. It's all here. We just have to decide to intentionally tap into it. I love everything you just said. And yeah, that's true. And it all starts with awareness. Once you become aware of the autopilot and you become aware of why do I do what I do? Why do I keep attracting the same OBS? Then you can make better decisions. Mm -hmm. And so I absolutely love everything that you said. Something I want to ask you is how do you build self-confidence? How do you change your reality? What are some quick tools you can share with our listeners that they can maybe implement besides the morning routine that you talked about? What are some things that we can do to rewrite our reality? Ooh, that's actually loaded because it's not, it's not easy. And I think that's the main thing to creating any change in your life, realizing that it's not necessarily going to be easy. It's going to take work. It is possible, but it's going to take time. So the number one thing to really just hone in on for yourself is patience. You need to have patience with yourself. You need to know if you're in your twenties, if you're listening to this and you're 25 or you're 28 or you're 32 and you're now deciding like, this is it. I need to change. You need to understand that you spent 32 years of your life becoming what you are right now. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of it wasn't your fault. A lot of it was already written into your story. But now at 32 years old or at 36 years old or at 20, wherever you are, right? Mm -hmm. Now that you're deciding to make this change, it's okay, what can I do from here moving forward? So a lot of the times we discourage ourselves because we're looking at the mistakes and that, that made us what we are right now. You need to appreciate that entire process. But you mm. need to know that it's going to take work, it's going to take discipline, and it's going to take patience for you to rewrite all of that. The general rule of thumb I love to tell people is I'm 28. I just turned 28 um, last month. So I'll just use my age as, as an example. So say right now, again, I'm going to decide, okay, I'm about to walk into 2021. I'm doing this new, brand new. I'm rewriting all this. I'm redoing it. If I took 28 years to get here, 
I'm going to allow myself at least another 28 years to get where I need to go. Now, I know that may sound discouraging. The beautiful part is that it is not going to take even half that time to rewrite what you have built in the past 28 years once you set your mind to it. The main thing I have for that question is just encouragement that you can do it. It's not going to take as long as what you have already built. Mm-hmm. But if you operate with that mindset, it'll happen overnight. I, I don't want to be confusing, but that's, yeah. If you allow yourself that additional 28 years, it'll happen within the next six months. I promise you. That, that makes a lot of sense. Having a lot of grace and compassion with yourself. And something to realize, I, I heard this on a podcast, is that like how you said, phones and cars and they're all modeled after us, right? Yeah. That means... A lot of these things are made to work against you. Your phone's going off and notifications and all of these distractions. So I think becoming aware that all of these distractions and social media, they're there to distract you. They're there to keep you numb. And and so realizing that there's things you can do to keep yourself on track. As an entrepreneur, I know I'll put my phone on do not disturb, or I, I put screen time on my phone now because I'm like, okay, I'm on my phone too much. So I try to put little systems in place because I don't have a boss to yell at me, get off your phone, to keep myself on track. Like I have two whiteboards now. I have to keep myself accountable so that I can stay on track and I don't get sucked in because I could easily be on my phone all day. No one's going to yell at me. My bills still have to get paid. Another thing I wanted to talk about is that when you talked about patience and it could take another 28 years, something that I heard that really resonated with me is that actually making a decision only takes an instant. Mm -hmm. For example, if somebody gets divorced, right? It's, oh my God, it took me so long to get divorced or to finally leave this person or whatever. No, you actually leaving was an instant. It may have taken a lot of time to build the courage, but you actually doing it, that was a decision you made in an instant. And so it's the same thing with the change. And you said this in your YouTube video, you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I feel once you hit that rock bottom, whatever that rock bottom is for you, that's when change can occur and you seek for that. And that's when I think a lot of people have these awakenings. Something you said that I thought was profound is that we're all experiencing this exact moment for the first time. I don't know why, but you said that. And I was like, that is so true. We're all experiencing this exact moment for the first time. Yeah. So we're all just doing our best. I'm curious, like what made you want to share your journey in such a vulnerable way? Or have you always been like that? Or I would just love to, to hear your take on that. Yeah. What made me want to share my journey in such a vulnerable way? I think... I started, so I I haven't always been like, I've been always expressive and vulnerable and just doing me, right? That's a main trend in my life. I'm just doing me. You can't tell me nothing. So much so that people will see me doing something just like off the wall, but I'm doing it with so much confidence that they can't really approach me about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that has always been me. But then I got older and more mature and I realized how much of an impact I can have by sharing. Because Mm. when you share the things that you're going through and you're vulnerable, people connect with you. It is easy. It is so easy, especially with social media, Mm -hmm. to portray perfectionism. Look at my body. Oh, I work out by my workout plan. Oh, look at this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, look at me. I did this. Buy this from me. And it's so it can easily become profitable, but it's not about the money in that way because that strips what you're doing of the integrity. Mm. So I want to help people from a basic level. I want to help people help themselves. And I realized a great, the greatest way and the most impactful way for me to do that was to be like, yo, I'm not perfect. I do this too. I'm wrong too. But the difference is I don't give a fuck about fucking up. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about being wrong. I'd rather be happy. I'd rather be honest with myself than Mm -hmm. to care about your opinion. And I don't know how you get to that point because I know (laughs) a lot of people do struggle with that. Like genuinely, and I don't, 
I'm not a sugarcoater. So I'm not going to sugarcoat you and say, yeah, you got to do this and you got to do that. No, I don't know. Get rid of that. Get rid of that mindset. It's not helpful. It's not helpful to your, you or anyone around you. So I once you start, you. once you stop giving a damn what anybody else thinks, because mm. I, I used to do network marketing a while ago. I don't know if you're familiar with multi-level marketing. I've been burned by those companies. I'm not going to lie, but I am grateful because they do a great job at preparing you for entrepreneurship. Oh, yes. The personal development, the books that they give you to read, and you're learning about customer experiencing experiences and building relationships and things of that nature. That's real life. That is real life. So I, I bring that in to say when I was in when I was doing um, network marketing, something that I heard was that you can't hold on, it's coming. It's coming. Um, you can't be afraid to be vulnerable you can't like a part of the connection and building with that mm -hmm. consumer is that relatability that's it so it's not right like it goes hand in hand with build business and building your brand you have to connect with people people have to know and feel like you are a real person i'm a real person i go through shit i i do shit and and like i said the main thing that i realized is that i'm not afraid to be wrong i'm not afraid to be like i'm messed up at the end of the day, I made my decision. I experienced whatever I experienced it, and I'm prepared for the consequences. You can't be afraid. Listen, any action you do, whether good or bad, is going to come with a consequence. You got to be able to live with it. And you might as well be aware and make an informed decision when you're making your, when you're deciding to embark on an action in your life. So that when that consequence comes, you can be like, oh yeah, I made that decision and move the fuck on. <laughs> move on. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Before we wrap up this, this conversation, I'm having so much fun with you. Something that was difficult for me, which is not difficult for me anymore, mm -hmm. but I would love to hear how you do this is how do you learn to love yourself? Because that's, I know it's a loaded question, but yeah. that's something that I've heard a lot from people. We can forgive everybody around us. Oh, okay. I forgive my parents for doing this to me or whatever, or I forgive this person or this ex or whatever. And we can forgive and all of that. But then the last person standing is us. Mm -hmm. That is such a loaded question, but I'm happy you asked. So yeah, first of all, loving yourself, forgiving yourself, all of the things that you mentioned is we have to realize that it's a journey. Like even now, people may look at the things that I, the content that I put out and what I do in my business and be like, oh, she's great. She's perfect. And it's, no, I'm still working on loving myself fully. I'm not done. I'm not like I have, I have, or I'm moving. I'm very much moving out of insecurities regarding my body. Like I, I went through a whole weight loss journey. If you guys go through my, my Instagram, I posted a transformation picture recently. I was 60 pounds heavier than I am at this. At wow. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's real. It's real. And it's crazy because like one of the things I shared on that post, not to get off subject, but it's gonna, it's gonna connect. One of the things that I share on that post is that. I was 60 pounds heavier than I am right now, but I still have a lot of the same thoughts that I was mm -hmm. telling myself when I was bigger. Mm -hmm. A lot of the same thoughts. You're fat. You're not attractive. Then that comes with, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve the love. These men attracted to me. They're just perverts. They don't. And you rewrite this thing, these things into your journey. So I think it's all about the awareness. And once you're aware that you're talking so negatively and disgustingly to yourself, you're going to want to shape up real quick. And it's not easy. It's a process. We mentioned affirmations. We mentioned, we mentioned changing your diet that has a, a sun gazing, getting back to nature. All of these things will help ground you to your higher self. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but that's literally how it is. You have to become grounded to your core of who you really are, not how you appear to be. It's all about how, it's all about really loving who you are. And it's a little difficult to teach because it's like, what do you, how do you begin that process when you've spent 20, 30, 40 years 
telling yourself these negative things that has become your reality. The main key I say to loving yourself and forgiving yourself is again, giving yourself that time and that space to undo the damage that you have done. You have to undo it. And it's a process, honoring the process and just being gentle with yourself. I think that's the main key for me because that's one thing that I've picked up in this year alone. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, I'm really hard on myself. What are these achievements that I'm trying to do? People give me so, people show me so much love. And I know at now I know I'm deserving of it because of the way that I show up and the things that I do and how I contribute to others and whatnot. But I was like, I'm able to do X, Y, Z for other people, but I'm coming back at home and, I, I, and, and at the end of the day, I'm speaking so negatively to myself. I'm getting in bed and I'm not feeling accomplished. I'm feeling like right. I should have done more. And I'm like, that's damaging, Vanessa. That's very damaging and very discouraging. You should not do that to yourself. Commend yourself for the work that you're doing and make a promise to yourself that you're going to keep going. It's all about you. So the standards right. that you set for yourself, that's self-love. The boundaries that you set for yourself for stop, for not doing all of this stuff for the people outside of you, that's self-love, right? When you return that to yourself and say, today, I'm going to take a bath. Today, I'm going to spend an extra hour in the shower. Today, I'm going to cut my toenails. Today, I'm going <laughs> to make breakfast for myself. Like, today, I'm going to... The other week, I think it was like two weeks ago, I was feeling a little vulnerable and a little sad. And I decided to just literally lay in bed and hug myself. I just hugged myself. And because I felt like I needed a hug, but I didn't have anyone to hug me. I don't have a, a significant other in my bed that I go to at night. My mother's at work. And even so, she's not affectionate. She's from the West Indies. She's Jamaican. She grew up with all these rules and what whatnot. And she, you know, has her own blockages when it comes to being affectionate. And I said, you want somebody to hug you? Hug yourself. So I think that that's an analogy that if you want it, you have to give it to yourself first. Wow. Powerful. Absolutely powerful. I really love that. And I appreciate that. I have a little bit of a controversial question for you. I would love to get your opinion on it, especially since you had a weight loss journey. And so I'm trying to see how I can frame this question. So what is your opinion on the whole body positive movement? I'm curious to hear your opinion on it because I have two two views on it. In one way, it's all about accept yourself as you are and love the skin you're in and all of that. And I'm all for that. I think that's great. But then it gets to a certain point where if it's unhealthy, what are we what are we promoting? And even to your detriment, once you are on a self-love and a self-development journey, almost nine times out of 10, if not always, I feel like it just, it becomes a natural progression that you want to enjoy the body you're in. You want to be healthy. And so it just becomes like second nature to take better care of yourself. Yeah. So I'm curious what your opinion on it is, especially as a person who's lost, you know, 60 pounds. Do you think it's a damaging message, this whole body positive movement? Do, or do you think it's okay the way it is? That's a great question. I think First of all, anything or everything in balance, right, is good. I think we need to have a balanced discussion. So when I think of body positivity and the whole, the whole, what's the word, movement behind it, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Are we giving, uh, whew, yeah, it's, it's crazy even now how we have to choose our words, but you know what? <laughs> if I'm going to get canceled me, fuck it. I need to just speak. Hey. For those so, of you listening to the podcast, I always ask like one of those controversial questions. So this is it. <laughs> this is it. I always go there. Yeah. And I think that's great. I think that's what we need to do because it's an honor of truth. Right. We get to a point where we keep sugarcoating and the truth is lost. And that's the problem, right? So for the lack of a better, you know, way of saying this, I think it gives overweight people an excuse to be overweight okay and this is somebody you guys can again go on my instagram y'all will see a transformation picture i'm 411 and my entire oh, wow. life i've been a thicker girl i've always had these huge thighs 
my midsection just bulging out. There has been times in my youth that I'm in the shower and I can't see my toes and I'm just not freaking happy with myself. So let's take that. Let's take 14 year old Vanessa, who's 4'11", who's 130 pounds or 140 pounds and just like walking up the steps is a task bending down to tie my shoelace takes all of this energy and all of this breath work wow. i can't i'm not vitalized i can't mm -hmm. i have back pains i'm experiencing pinched nerves when i go to visit my pediatrician or my doctor they're telling me i'm overweight for my height and my age and i'm like oh whatever i have different genetics like f that and i'm brushing it off 15 comes 16 comes 17 comes 18 i'm a full adult now and i'm still living by the same standards i'm still eating Chinese food at two o'clock in the morning. I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning hungry. Wow. The next morning I'm getting up and I'm going to McDonald's and I'm eating IHOP for breakfast with my friends and I'm doing all of this shit. And I think the body positivity movement is a positive message in its, it at its core. Yes. Right. You Accept yourself. Feel amazing about the skin that you're in because it's your body no one else has that body but but are we giving you an excuse to keep going to mcdonald's to eat all of these chemicals and weight gaining foods are we giving you a, an excuse to be unhealthy yeah possibly so it's one thing to be body positive but it's another thing to be body like right now let's let's say i have wellness let's say i have body goals to have a six pack and tone my body up and people will look at me like Vanessa you look great there's nothing wrong you got a flat tummy you're good but i'm like no i need a six pack there's going to be actions that i need to take to get that six pack right so that's just where I am and where I want to be. Someone a little heavier than me may have different goals, but the point is the mindset behind those goals. Are You need to love where you are currently, but I feel like you should have a, a practical and healthy goal. The goal should be to feel vital. A lot of us are so young, but we have all of this heavy weight on us. And when we're experiencing things that are just, evidence of an unhealthy well unhealthy lifestyle we're breathing very health excuse me we're breathing very heavily we we can't run down a block to save our lives we can't jump a fence we can't really we're not fit and i feel like we should be fit that's it that's the short answer i feel like we should be fit we should be not have a six-pack per se but be able to carry out life's functions without feeling like we're about to pass out I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that was your answer on the low, but whatever your answer was, there's no judgment, yeah. but I'm glad that's your answer. And this whole cancel movement, cancel, cancel movement, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, we should all be able to express our opinion and our yeah. views, regardless if you agree with it or not. That's how you have discussions and that's how you have evolution, in my opinion, because if we're tiptoeing and walking on eggshells, then how do we progress? And then I agree with you at its core, it perhaps has a positive message, but mm -hmm. what are we perpetuating? What are we promoting? Oh, yeah. it's okay if you're 400 pounds, it's all good, body positive. But what are we really promoting? You're absolutely right. And I think anyone that has an entrepreneurial mindset is into self-development, has a spiritual awakening. Anyone that's on the path of bettering themselves will realize you only have this one vessel, this one body, and you wanna take the most the best care of it that you can, whether that's veganism or not, it, wherever you are in your journey, that's fine. However, not being able to go up the stairs or being out of breath, like that's, that's not positive. And so I agree with you. And it's just, I don't think it's a, it's a positive message to send to society. So I just wanted to touch on that because I know that can be a sensitive subject in the health community. So I just wanted to get your opinion since that's your field. But yeah, I really enjoyed getting to know you and just uh, getting your perspective on any on everything. I think it's fantastic. One last question I want to ask you before we close out the show, I'm going to ask every single guest this is just what are some words of wisdom that you hold near and dear to you that kind of lead you in your life that you can share with our listeners that has really helped you. I appreciate this entire conversation. I'm so happy that you had me and I'm honored to just share this space and have this conversation with you. One of the last things I would say 
and I noticed I'll probably say it over and over again, but like a lot of the things that I say is just like repetitive because my standard is very simple. My standard is very simple. I try to keep my life simple by simple principles. So I'll say it again. Sometimes we just need to hear repetition. Be yourself. And that's one of the most evolutionary, revolutionary, life-changing things, courageous things that we can do is just be yourself. And I know it sounds cliche. You're like, what? Okay, I need more. <laughs> no, you don't, right? When you're in that party and you're feeling anxious or you're on that stage and you're doing a performance and you feel judged or you're in your household and you want to say something to a loved one, but you feel a little anxious or a little nervous or whatever it is, you have to fight through that. And the way you fight through that is say, fuck it. I'm going to say what's on my mind. I'm going to do what I feel. If I'm wrong, life goes on. I've been wrong before. I didn't die. I'll be wrong now. You know what I mean? So it's about that confidence. And again, it is definitely a process, but you have to start somewhere. You have to have the courage to be yourself. That's the only way you're going to evolve. And that's the only way you're going to clean up your spiritual environment to receive these cosmic messages. Like right now, this is spirit speaking through me constantly. This is spirit speaking through me because I align myself and do the things that I, sh that I feel like I should do that's in alignment with being myself and allow myself to be vulnerable enough to say, I am not okay. I need help. I need to do research. I need to learn. And everything just starts to unfold. So just be yourself and be happy with being yourself, but also work on yourself. Do the right habits. Do the good habits that, that are going to build that level of success for you. Build that enlightenment and you'll be able to live a prosperous, beautiful life. Be yourself and work on yourself. I absolutely love it. The last thing I want to do is make sure that people can best support you. So I'm going to put this up on the screen. But for those of you that are listening to the podcast, first and foremost, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have an iPhone, go borrow your friend's iPhone. That way this podcast can keep growing. It means a lot to me and it helps the podcast grow. Also, uh, we have a little collaboration. So if you are into all the good healthness and all of that good stuff, uh, if you want to get some sea moss, which I'm actually going to try sea moss for the first time, which I'm excited about. I've never tried it before. You can follow on IG at Mighty Healthy, and that's M-I-G-H-T-I-H-E-A-L-T-H-I. And the promo code is VeganEase. Do you want to talk a little bit about sea moss and just its health benefits if people aren't familiar? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So sea moss is a, is a sea vegetable just like any other vegetable, any other plant, but it just grows in the sea and it grows all over the world. And I don't know if you guys are familiar, but Dr. Sebi has talked about and preached about sea moss throughout all of his teachings. And one of the main things or notable things about sea moss is that it contains 92 of the 102 essential minerals and vitamins that our bodies need calcium, phosphorus, manganese, magnesium, iron, um, potassium, all the way down the list. And the vital thing about that is that a lot of the fatigue that we experience, a lot of the skin conditions that we experience, a lot of the, the illnesses that we experience are due to a lack of nutrition, a lack of nutrients that we're not feeding our organs, okay? So we're eating all of this fast food, we're eating fried chicken, we're eating these fillers and potato chips and, and things of like things of that nature. And mm -hmm. these are not foods. These are food-like substances. If you look on the back of the package to anything that you can buy in the store, most likely it's going to be a list of things that you can't even pronounce and you don't know. But if you go to a health food store, you start purchasing organic, organic products and you look at the ingredients, you'll see whole foods listed. You'll see contains onions, peppers, um, spinach, right? 
foods that you can recognize. So I say all of that because it's, remember, it's a whole mindset that we're talking about. It's a whole lifestyle. So with Seymour's, we've spent, again, 20, 30, 40 years consuming all of these metals and toxins and chemicals. And what this does is, is you know, it enables us to be susceptible to a lot of diseases and illnesses out here. So what CMOS is going to do for you is going to regenerate your organs, is going to feed your organs and your cells with this natural um, organic nutrients that your body is missing. Another thing with CMOS is that you should, with any whole foods or herbs, you mm -hmm. want to consume a, a clean diet while taking it. The main thing about CMOS is that it eliminates a lot of the mucus in our system, in our respiratory mm -hmm. system. You wake up when, you wake up a lot of the times and your nose is stuffy, you gotta blow your nose, you got a lot of phlegm on your throat or, or your chest, and CMOS works to eliminate this. But the, a lot of the meat and the dairy is what puts that mucus there. So if you purchase CMOS from me, per se, right? And you're like, all right, I'm gonna start my CMOS journey and you eat, you consume the CMOS in the morning time, and then for lunchtime, you're having fried chicken and a double cheese, bacon cheeseburger, you're canceling it out. You're wasting your money. So when you're consuming CMOS or any, any root vegetable or anything like that, you want to make sure that you're consuming a sustainable, healthy plant-based diet along with it so that it can properly work. What else? CMOS, so again, it's a sea vegetable. If you guys go on my page or go on the website listed on the screen, you guys will see it in its raw form. And it's made into a gel form. So once it's made into the gel, you can consume it any which way you want. You can add it into your smoothies. You can put it in your soups. You can make salad dressing. You can put it in your pancake batter. You can do it. You can do a lot with it. You can also consume it raw as is. And the object is to just consume a tablespoon or two on a daily basis to help build your immune system. Gotcha. Okay. So if someone's not on a plant-based diet, would it still benefit them though? It'll benefit them. It'll benefit them definitely. But the object is to consume. If you're not on a plant-based, well, to me, a plant-based diet means that you're not only, it's not a vegan diet, it's plant-based, meaning you're consuming a lot of greens, sure. a lot of okay. vegetables. So if you're still eating meat or whatever, however you want to do it, like I said early on in the, in, in the conversation, fine, but you want to eliminate as much as you can and increase the plants in your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Now I'm more motivated to actually open up my package of sea moss that has been yeah, sitting I know yes. I need to get to it. It's just been chilling, which is terrible. See, just keeping it real with you. So I'm going to actually try it. It's just, I just thought you just, I don't know, consume. I didn't know there was a whole process. I, I ordered it. So I'm going to go ahead and do the process and I will get back to you and I'll definitely order more from you next time. So I'm very excited. So thank you for sharing that. So make sure you guys follow on IG, Mighty Healthy, um, enter promo code VEGANEASE. And then also you have a course. If you can talk about that as well, it's on your website, veganeasellc.com. Let everybody know all of those details and how they can get started with you. Yes. So I launched this, this course in time for the new year, because I know a lot of people are going to be starting the new year on January 1st. Okay. I got to get it together. I have these new year's resolutions. We got to get it together. So this course is actually, it's a package um, containing four different workbooks. So if you guys went through this entire conversation, I touched on each of these four things. It's going to have a rising and restful ritual list. Okay. So these are the habits that you want to do right when you wake up right before you go to bed on a daily basis is going to have wealth building affirmations that's also split up into four areas of, of our lives. So motivation, wealth building, money, finance, and um, business. And it's going to have a seven-day detox plan as well as a seven-day full-body workout plan. And so this was designed, again, I've been on this journey, this full journey for about six years. So these are the literal tools and techniques that I have used 
to build the businesswoman and the person that you're looking at today. My clear skin, okay, my, <laughs> my physique, my, my wealth mindset, the fact that I launched and I'm a full-time entrepreneur by the age of 26. I made my first five figures at 25. And it was just a testament to my journey, but I wanted to give back and have a set structure for people to just tap into. Listen, I need somewhere to start. So if you feel like you need somewhere to start with your health goals, with your fitness goals, you want to rewrite your mindset, please tap into that. You guys can actually DM me for that and I will send you all the corresponding information. You guys, my, yeah, my Instagram, there we go, is the underscore veganese and I will send you all the appropriate information. But yeah, yeah, that's what that is. I'm launching it officially on Monday. What's Monday's date? Uh, the 28th. Just in, again, just in time for the new year. So if you guys are looking to do that, please hit me up. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I'm super excited. By the time they're listening to this podcast episode, it'll probably be in January already. So it'll definitely okay. have been launched at that time. But yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, Vanessa. You're doing amazing things. Keep sharing the truth. Keep staying vulnerable. Thank you for tuning in to Vibe Talk Awaken. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you take a screenshot and tag me and share it on IG at Vibe Talk Awaken, I will send you my awakening guide, which has all of my top resources to help you, especially if you're going through a spiritual awakening right now. Um, so to include my top books, my favorite podcasts to listen to, I'll also have a list of my top affirmations, journal prompts, and also steps on how to manifest, as well as a guide on how to take care of your crystals their meanings and how to cleanse them uh, so thank you again i appreciate you so much for listening and just tuning in and your support um, so i'm just sending you so so much love i'm so grateful for you and uh, yeah till next time 